<coughs> now, I too would like to give each and every one here this evening a very warm welcome indeed on a very cold and wintry Sunday evening. Be assured that your presence here is greatly appreciated, and we do give you a very warm welcome in the Lord's precious name. I want to read just a couple of uh, three portions of Scripture with you. The first is found in Romans and chapter 13. Romans 13 and uh, verse number 11. A verse that I don't ever remember hearing read in a gospel meeting, but it came before me this morning as I was thinking about the meeting here tonight, and I just, part of the verse, I just want to perhaps lift it out of the context in which it is given here, but we want to have it in a gospel application this evening. Romans chapter 13 and verse number 11, and that, knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. Knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. Turn over, please, a few pages to 1 Corinthians. <clears throat> Perhaps someone will already be making the connection between the hymn and even the portions of Scripture that are being read. 1 Corinthians 7. Verse number 29. But this I say, brethren, the time is short. Again, that is all I want just out of that verse. But this I say, brethren, the time is short. And then turn over another few pages in your Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. <clears throat> Second Corinthians 6 and verse number 2. For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. It's just the last little part of that verse that is often separated out from the beginning. And teaching the boys and girls especially, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And we do trust that God will add his own blessing to the public reading again of his precious word. <clears throat> In thinking about this gospel meeting, even throughout the hours of the week, I couldn't settle my mind on just something to bring before the people here in Scott Street this evening. But as I was sitting just in the few minutes before the Sunday school this morning over in Blairy, we took our two young girls along there this morning and we were sitting and I was leafing through the Bible and it opened at this verse in Romans chapter 13 and verse number 11. And the thought that struck me was just simply this word, time. Time. Something that affects each one of us. 
And indeed, the brother there that was responsible for speaking to the boys and girls this morning, it was his subject also, the subject of time. And so as I thought about it throughout the, the day until now, it has linked these three portions of Scripture in my mind. This simple little word, time. Perhaps like you or like me, you don't think too much about time. It's something that affects us all. It's something that we all take for granted. The alarm clock goes off in the morning. It's time to get up. Then it's breakfast time. Then it's time for work or time for school or whatever the case might be. And very soon it's lunch time, dinner time, or home time, dinner time. And then it's bedtime. Time. A little four-letter word that affects each one of us from we waken in the morning until we close our eyes at night, and even throughout the hours of the night when we don't know what time it is, time. Have you ever stopped to think about the times that we're in? Let's get away a moment from the clock that is hanging on the wall and the time as it affects us as the hands spin around. And let us think a little broader this evening about the times in which we are found. You know, it can't, it can't but have impressed each one of us these past almost two years now. And our brother made mention of it when he was making the announcements about how we have all had to adjust and how we have all had to change the normal course of our life and the normal things that we were in a routine of doing. And so time, almost two years ago, it almost suddenly stopped for a lot of people. Time. The things that we normally would have went out and done in the morning, well, they were stopped and we had to stay inside. And perhaps maybe for you in the meeting this evening, time slowed down a little bit because I don't, I don't know about you, but time just seems to go very quickly. And you know, I remember back, I was thinking about it today, back, well, just over 25 years ago now, back to primary school, the age of the two little girls that we have at home, just about the age that they are, seven or eight years of age, and older people used to say to me, you know, enjoy your time at school. It's the best days of your life. And we used to laugh at them. And, you know, time, time didn't really seem to go that quick back then. You got off school for the summer holidays and it seemed to go on forever. Now the children are off at the end of June and well, just like that, it's time to get the school uniform again. Get ready to go back. And so, dear friend, in the meeting this evening, time is constantly moving on. But let us think just for a moment about the times in which we are found. Take a little look outside the walls of the little hall here this evening and broaden your thinking just around the world. The time in which we are found. You know, there are portions of Scripture, and there's warnings given in Scripture that almost warn of the very things that are going on in the world around us. That we are to look, at, look and watch for these things. 
Turn over, isn't it, Matthew chapter 24. There will be wars. There will be rumors of wars. There will be pestilence. There will be disease. There is a list there given. You can go and look at it this evening when you get home. And yes, I know, brethren and sisters, that we're not supposed to look for the coming again of our Lord Jesus Christ. We don't know when that will be, but you know as we look at our Bible and we read our Bible and we consider the warnings that are given in the pages before us, we can't help but think, dear friend, that time, time as far as we know it, time as far as the day of grace is concerned, that's more important. Let us consider that this evening. Time as far as your opportunity to trust Christ and know your sins forgiven, it is swiftly, swiftly drawing to a close. Ah yes, time is moving on. And you know, as I read this verse this morning, those are the thoughts that just came before me in relation to time. A verse, yes, that is not given in the context of a gospel warning, but I just want to leave it before you as such this evening, and that knowing the time, knowing the time, looking around us, seeing what is going on in the world, knowing what is going on in the world around us, well, you just have to go over there to the, the far end of Europe from where we are, as it were, and there's President Putin flexing his muscles flexing the might of the, all the military of Russia as they sit there on the border of Ukraine and, well, the rest of the world seem to be coming in against him. And just in a moment, in a moment, dear friend, things could get very serious. <clears throat> we have seen in the past two years, we've mentioned already, pestilences, disease. We have seen this old COVID, coronavirus, the effect that it has had, not just on our little country, but the world over. To take a look, it was mentioned in, our, in, in the gospel meeting last Lord's Day in Wordingstown, a brother there that was speaking, and, well, his thoughts were probably along the same line as I have been thinking this evening, but perhaps some of you here in the meeting have heard of a man by the name of Alan Musk, an American, I think at the moment he's the richest man on planet Earth. Over $200 billion in his bank account. What good is it to him? But there's a man and he is developing at the moment and it is quite well on in development if my understanding is correct. A little chip, a little chip, a little computer chip that will sit inside the brain of a human being. And his idea is that he will be able to cure disease. He will be able to make people that are not able to walk, are not able to see, he'll be able to make them see with this wonderful little chip that he's developing. And further down the road, this poor deluded man, his idea is that, well, human beings will be able to communicate without actually speaking. Everything will be done telepathically through the power of your brain. And further down the road, even from that, he has another idea. That at the end of one's life, when death is overtaken, his thinking is that he will be able to 
extract the memories and the life of the person that is deceased and pass it on to someone else. I don't really understand it, and I don't really want to understand it. But dear friend, these are the times that we are living in. Man has seemed to get himself into a way of technological advancement that he's almost making himself like a god. That's just all we can say. We leave the dear man at whatever he's working at, but we'll pray for him. Plenty of money in the bank. Strange thoughts in his head about what he can do or what he can't do. Dear friend, time maybe just isn't on his side. And so, dear friend, in the meeting this evening, take a look at the world around and what all is going on. And Well, as our verse says, it is high time to awake out of sleep. Oh, is there someone in the meeting this evening and you're still in your sins? And you're still on that broad and crowded road on the way to a lost eternity. Oh, this evening, it would be our prayer that you would waken out of sleep. Ah, you say, I'm not sleeping. I'm sitting here listening to you. Dear friend, we trust we say it reverently to you this evening. You're asleep as far as God is concerned. You're asleep as far as your soul is concerned. Asleep in the darkness of sin. Asleep in the darkness of the sin of this old ungodly world. Dear friend, now it is high time to awake out of sleep. Time. Time is not on your side this evening. Time is not on your side. Ah, oh, you say, I feel fit and, and healthy, and I think that I have plenty of time left on this scene. Dear friend, did we not hear even on the news yesterday? That little boy in Morocco, was he five years of age? I think I'm right in saying that. Five, four or five years of age. He's in eternity this evening. Dear friend, age is no guarantee of tomorrow. Age is no guarantee of eight o'clock this evening. We must warn you, time, time is not on your side. There's something else in relation to time that's not on your side. Not only the article of death that could overtake at any moment when God could just close his hand on that little breath that goes in and out of your body. The only thing that is keeping you alive and sitting on the seat where you're sitting just now, at any moment, and without warning, God could just close his hand on that little breath, and the next one won't come in. There's something else in regards to time that is not on your side this evening. You know the Lord Jesus Christ when he was upon this earth, <clears throat> and very shortly he was to go to Calvary, 
He spoke to his disciples. We can turn over there in John 14, isn't it? There at the start of the chapter, he spoke to his disciples and he told them of a place where he was going. In my Father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come again. Ah, isn't that the great hope that lies before each one of us that are saved this evening? That at any moment, at any moment, the Bible says in the twinkling of an eye, just the the movement of the eyelid down, not even back up again, just the twinkle of an eye, that trumpet will sound from from the heavens above. And those of us that are saved, those of us that can go back to a definite moment in our lives experience when we trusted Christ, we will be gone from this old world and we will rise to meet those who have gone before. And together we shall go in, into the glory above. And there we will spend the great eternity. Ah, dear friend, what a hope lies before each one who is saved in the meeting this evening. Does it not cheer our hearts when we consider? And well, the speaker must admit, and likely most in the meeting here as well, we would have to bow down if we were to consider it. We don't really live in, in, in light of it. We don't really live in view of the immediate and soon return of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because if we really appreciate it, and if we really did get a grasp on how soon it could be, Would we not be out the warning sinners in the streets of the coming again of that one? And that if he comes this evening, that they will be left behind. If he comes this evening before our meeting is over, you will be left behind, dear friend, if you're not saved. This is not not a few minutes, and I see time is moving far quicker than, than even I was appreciating this evening. This is not just a few minutes of entertainment this evening. This is serious. I want this little word to ring in in the back of your mind this evening if you leave this meeting not saved. Time. Time. I want every time that you look at the wall or look at the, the watch in your wrist that this little word rings in your ears. Time. Time is not on my side. Time is not on my side. Death could overtake, the Lord could come. And then the day of grace, the door of mercy is shut. The day of grace is ended. And what is at the end, dear friend? Oh, it is just a fearful looking for of judgment. You know that second little portion, I just want to leave it with you, and it it kind of all comes in together with that first verse in 1 Corinthians 7. Time is short. I see it written on the back wall of the hall here this evening. I would say that there's not too many gospel halls up and down the length and breadth of our little land that you would go into this evening, and around the clock or above the clock or under the clock, it'll say those three words, time is short. I just want that to ring with you this evening as you make your way home. But very quickly, I want to come to the last point. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 2. Again, here we have that word, time.
time. What is it saying here? Ah, yes, we've thought of time this evening. Time is not on our side. Time is swiftly moving on. There is much that is against the sinner. But what does it tell us here, dear friend? This is the good news that we love to get to in the gospel meeting. Ah, yes, we could warn sinners all day about the danger and <clears throat> the danger of putting off going in for salvation, but if we didn't come to this point, if we didn't, if we didn't come to this portion of the meeting, well, it would be it would be a sad and solemn affair. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Dear friend, in the meeting, time is moving on. But just now, at almost a quarter to eight this Sunday evening, right now, salvation is offered to you. Salvation is available to you. I would be a fool to stand here and to tell you, give it five minutes. Wait till you get out into the car. Wait till you get home and sitting comfortably at the armchair at the fire and you're warm again. Wait till the... I would be a fool to tell you. And dear friend, can I say with the greatest respect this evening, you would be a fool to think that also. All it takes is a skid of a tire and a smash of metal on the way home this evening. Time will come to an end. Your soul will leave this earth, leave this scene of time. It will be in eternity. Ah, there's no time counted in eternity, dear friend. There's no time counted in eternity. It is forever. And the decision that you make in this gospel meeting, the decision, dear friend, that you could be making right now, could seal your destiny for all eternity. That is just how serious that the gospel meeting is for you to come and sit and to listen to men that come here and stand on the platform and seek to present the gospel. Dear friend, that is the position that you're in this evening. This is serious. The decision that you make before you get up out of the seat that you're sitting on and make your way out through the door and out into the car park. The decision that you make in time will affect your destiny for eternity. There are but two places, heaven and hell. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Dear friend, would you not own your sin this evening? Would you not accept your position as a sinner in the sight of God, sick and sad in sin, unable to save yourself, unable to merit any favor with God, unable to bring any of your good works or anything to merit salvation. Good works, good, ah oh yes, they're all good in their own way. I hope that there's no one here this evening does any bad to their neighbor or friends or whatever, that you might, you might be a stand-up citizen in the local community and helping all those around you, dear friend. Don't be thinking that's going to get you merit with God in terms of salvation. You say, well, how can I know that I am saved? 
How can I know that my destiny is changed here in time for eternity? It's through simple faith in the work of Calvary. The work of the Lord Jesus Christ upon the cross of Calvary there when he shed his precious blood. He paid the debt, dear friend, that you could never pay. Have you ever thought about that? That's amazing. A debt that we could never pay back to God in terms of our sin. He paid it all with drops of his own precious blood. And dear friend, there's nothing more for you to pay this evening. There's nothing you need to pay. How can you know your sin's forgiven? Simply rest there upon that finished work. And realize as many here in the, the gospel meeting this evening, any that are saved, there was that moment when they realized that when he died there upon that cross, he died for me. What a moment, dear friend. A moment that any here in the meeting that has it, we will remember it for all eternity. And when we are in heaven, we will praise him for all eternity for providing the, such a great salvation. Dear friend, would you not want to be there? Would you not want to escape the burnings and the punishment of hell for all eternity? Know your sins forgiven. You can know it this evening. You can know it right now. I've gone over the time. But before you leave this evening, you can know your sins forgiven. Know that all is well. Know with a certainty, dear friend. Oh, I tell you, we wouldn't have to go outside the door of the hall this evening. We wouldn't have to walk up the road too long or speak to too many people before we would have someone tell us that, well, you know, I'm, I'm just going to wait to the end of life and I'll do whatever I can down here. I'm doing nobody any harm. And when it comes to the end of life, well, the good things that I've done, no doubt, God will weigh them up against the bad things I've done. And I hope that then, I hope that I'll have done just one more good thing than I've done bad and that I'll be let into heaven. No, dear friend. You don't have to wait. You can know of a certainty on a th the authority of this book on the desk before us, on the authority of the book that you have sitting on your knee or sitting on the seat beside you. You could know right now heaven and be sure of it by simply trusting in Christ, accepting that he died for me and that's all I need for eternity. Dear friend, may that little word time, may these few simple scattered thoughts on the, that little word time, may they ring in your ears as you leave the meeting this evening if you're not saved. And may you not leave too much longer in time. May you not let too much more time pass before you trust Christ because time is swiftly drawing to a close. And the opportunity, the opportunity to know your sins forgiven, it will soon be gone. We said it before, we say it again. What will it be then? A fearful looking for of judgment. Don't leave it too late, friend. Go in for salvation this evening. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now, right now, is the day of 
salvation. Shall we bow in prayer? <clears throat> our Father, we come to Thee at the close of our gospel meeting this evening, and we leave before Thee what has been of Thyself from Thy Word and these few remarks thereupon, and we do pray that if there be any under the sound of our voice this evening not saved, that our Father, that they would not rest this night, that they would not let time continue any longer before they go in for salvation. Our Father, we pray thy blessing upon thy word just now. We pray journeying mercies on each as they make their way home. Remember those who have not been able to be with us this evening, those that are laid aside in sickness. We ask thy blessing upon all as we ask all and give thanks in the Saviour's alone worthy and precious name. Amen.